0: So we'll start this way. So why did God not accept Cain's sacrifice? Because sometimes you say, well, why did God love Abel, but God didn't love Cain? That is not what it says. Why did God not accept Cain's sacrifice? And the answer is this. Both offered sacrifices. Abel offers um, uh, like a lamb, uh, and uh, Cain offers a cereal sacrifice like bread, but it's not the type of sacrifice that mattered. It was what, uh, what was in their heart. Abel, it says, offered the very best. Cain offers, keeps the best for himself and gives God the, um, what he doesn't want. So God doesn't punish Cain. He just says, you know, you, sin is crouching like a dot. Um, uh, uh, a wild animal. It wants to control you. You have to learn how to die to your selfishness. Cain doesn't want to change. He just want to offers uh, a sacrifice that doesn't cost him anything. That's why God doesn't accept it. Does that make sense? And God encourages him. No, don't be selfish. Well, the easier way is just to kill your brother. There you go. <laughs> um, And, like, it's a great liturgical question for this reason. Um, What is a liturgy supposed to do? Give you something or change you? It's not supposed to give you something. It's supposed to change you. Cain wanted to keep the best for himself. Abel offers the best because he wants change. That's what a sacrifice does. Um, So, um, now, here's my little theory. Um, You know... There's this political theory of of the horseshoe that communism and Nazism, technically they're on opposite sides of the political spectrum, but the horseshoe says, really? After a while, if you go to the extreme, you become like the other side. That's a horseshoe. It's because Nazism, you have concentration camps, control of the media, control of the industry, um, death, oppression, communism. You have concentration camps, control of the media. Like, they're exactly the same with a different name. Um, Does that make any sense? Did I lose people so far? Liturgically, the same thing. Liturgically, on the extremes, they're really the same. And this is what I mean. So, um, when I was at Holy Apostles, one of the uh, women who was becoming Catholic, and I just thought this was funny, um, and i probably told this story but the way she described it was so hilarious is that she was down the street was this huge mega evangelical church well we are a mega church but for christmas um, every year they had to have more entertainment more camels and more and more and more and so one christmas for their uh, rock and roll christmas when it announces the birth of christ women came down from the ceilings as ribbon uh dancers spinning around uh which she said you know when i saw that and all that and i said she thought to herself really this celebrates christ no her point was it didn't really celebrate christ it was just a show now to be honest i like that idea i've asked my the women on my staff to please do the same thing because they could jump down from there but you wouldn't believe the kind of people i have to work with um, but you know, she's right. What really got to her is that, oh, this is not really about Christ. This is about us being entertained. Um, and you can say, well, thank God we don't do that in the Catholic church. I don't know. <laughs> um, cause like years ago, um, I, I am wildly in love with Palestrina. Um, Palestrina is this Latin music of the Mass that was in the Middle Ages. It's like Gregorian chant on acid. It is amazing. So I had this CD. I listened to it like 10,000 times. Loved it. Um, so then once in Portland, they have this Palestrina Mass. So I was like, this music just sends me out of the roof. Love it. And then to couple with Mass, I thought it was going to be great. Uh, And I went, and I was really disappointed. Not that the music wasn't excellent, but I didn't feel like I went to Mass. I felt like I was entertained the entire time. And I loved the music, but I feel like I didn't really participate. They did all the work, and I was just a spectator. That is not what the Eucharist is about. It's a sacrifice where we go to offer ourselves. So the responsorial psalm, Adrian said, we offer Offer to God a sacrifice of praise. It does not say offer God praise. um, Because then we could just have any play music. Uh, The sacrifice, the praise that we offer changes us. So that's why I didn't feel like I I felt like I was entertained. I didn't really, and I love Palestrina. I was entertained. I wasn't, I didn't really participate. Or another example in this one parish in the diocese very very i don't like i'm a conservative but they're altar conservative so like they don't have gift bearers uh no eucharistic ministers it's just the priest and the deacon and um even so, so much that like you guys are spectators clergy we put on the show So much so that uh, last year for first communion the deacon didn't allow the first communicants to get their picture, you know, usually um, after first communion or before, all the kids line up and they have their picture taken um, behind the, uh, in front of the altar. He didn't allow it because, no, only clergy should have that. They're little kids. Jesus said, let the little kids come to me. But his idea of liturgy is he's trying to train, no, we put on the show and you just watch. Um, No offense, it's like Cain. It's not really offering God the best. It's really just about us. Even like um, somebody asked, and I thought this was funny. They wanted a mass where they called it a silent mass. So the question is, what is a silent mass? And it's like, we'll have mass, but um, like the readings and everything will be said in such a low voice that nobody can hear it. And then when the priest prays, Just speak so low nobody can hear it, so it'll be dead silence the entire time. Well, you know, that's once again, sorry, the horseshoe. On one side you have ribbon dancers and da-da-da, and on this side, but still, it's all performative. So Cain, when he offers a sacrifice, it's all performative. Um, It doesn't, he doesn't really want to change. So, like, liturgically, are we Abel or Cain? Do we offer God a sacrifice that changes us, or do we want a type of prayer life that just is about entertainment? So, um, Jesus, in today's gospel, when they say, do a sign, uh, think about liturgically. They want Jesus to do a trick. You know, do a trick, entertain us, and Christ gets in the boat and goes away. If you want to use God for entertainment, God will slip through our fingers. We don't use the divine to entertain us Um, we offer a sacrifice of praise we're the ones who want to change so the center is to be like able in this Eucharist we hope we are slightly changed we make a sacrifice any extreme doesn't matter if it's ribbon dancers or palestrina if it's just about us sitting back and being entertained that's the Cain theology our prayer life uh, the Eucharist we're supposed to offer a sacrifice that we walk away having been changed not necessarily entertained Hello, this is father Len MacMillan I'd like to take a moment to thank you for listening to our podcast if they've been a blessing to you I'd also like to invite you to prayerfully discern supporting the podcast financially Your generosity would help support the ongoing production and distribution of the podcast. If you'd like to make a donation, you can simply click the link in the podcast description. Be sure to tell us your donation is for the podcast in the comment section of the submission form. Again, thank you for your support as we seek to share the good news of the gospel. May God bless you for your generosity.